Hi, I'm Kevin. Welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom. I have been doing this podcast for a couple of months now, and I've had people reach out to me wanting to come on and talk about their story. So I thought, what a great place to be able to just bring people up, especially people in the creative field, people who have been playing music forever and ever and still do it just because they love it. They look forward to that Friday night at the VFW when they get their time to shine, but yet they have to go back to work on Monday and deal with the stupid shit, you know? So here we are. This will be my second interview on the podcast. And this young man is from my hometown, Adrian, Michigan. His name is James Humphreys. We met at a benefit back in 2019. We started chatting and hit it off pretty good. Um, he came there with a different band. And uh, they played a set, I think. And then I played a set. And then at the end of the night, we all played a set. And it's a great thing. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to be able to share the stage with people who have the love for it the same way you do, you know. And uh, there's just a, a magical thing that happens when that happens. So we exchanged social medias, and I've been keeping an eye on him, and he's been keeping an eye on me. And in the process, since 2019, I had gone to Arizona to go to Luthery School, and I live in Texas now. And, you know, he offered to come on the show. He wanted to come and tell his story. So I said, sure, I thought that would be a great idea. He sort of comes from the same background as far as being a guitar player, jobber type, instead of a singer-songwriter type. You know, somebody who's really focusing on playing guitar so much as singing songs. And, uh... So we had a really great conversation. It was a lot of fun talking shop and all that stuff, you know. But um, before we get into that, I want to play a little, a little song from one of his gigs. I believe it was at the Marinci Campground in Marinci, Michigan. So this is a live performance, just uh, recorded with somebody's phone. So we're going to do the best we can with it. But you can still hear a lot, and you can hear his guitar playing. And... Uh, think you'll like it. I really had a great time listening to it, and I hope you guys do too. So here it is, Freebird.
Hey, James, man. How you doing, buddy? It's really great to see you. You too, but how are you? All right, just hanging in there. So, uh, I wanted to kind of tell everybody how we met. Sounds good. I think it was, uh, it, was it like a, it was a benefit, but I can't remember if it was the, like a Toys for Tots benefit or, but uh, Tim Cagle ran it every year for years and years, right? Yeah, it's called Cooking for Kids. That's right. Yeah, it was pretty, it was really cool. Well, we all, you, you and I both know Benny, the drummer, and um, he's somebody that I've known for I met him probably when I was like 18 or something back in the early 90s. And he's always been a real positive person as far as uh, wanting to encourage people to keep playing or to play or, you know, to get better and stuff. Um, And he was the last guy that told me before I quit, like, dude, don't quit. Just whatever you do, just don't quit. And it's funny because I couldn't figure out how he knew, you know what I'm saying? But it's just one of the things. He's a good dude, man. I love playing with him. He's he's always ready to play. He's always got a smile on his face. He's just an all right dude. Yeah, great drummer too, man. And um, and then obviously through the time I quit and I whenever I'd see him, he'd be like, "Dude, get up, come on, let's get up and play," you know. And there was times where I hadn't even touched my guitar in you know three or four years, and uh, I wasn't about to do that, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But I, I mean, that was just like the worst part of it for me was just that 10 years of not playing. So anyway, Benny invited me to this benefit. And, um, you know, he did, I don't know if you knew this or not, too. But when I came back to Michigan and decided that I was going to try to get back into playing, he was one of the first people I had talked to about, you know, coming and setting in. And he, he's like all for it, dude. Like I hadn't played live you know, since 2004 or 2005 or something. You know what I mean? Right. But it was like this incredibly cool thing, though. You know, I just took my guitar and just met everybody and just said, hey, man, if you guys kill, care if I come and set in, that's cool. If not, well, I ended up playing half the night and also getting paid for it. <laughs> Ice. And it was just like one of them things. It's like, dude, really? Like, just deciding to go back into playing... And to, and to get swooped in that fast is uh, an amazing feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. So oh. anyway, he had, he invited me to this uh, uh, benefit. And I know you've, you've played there uh, for a number of years. We're both from the same hometown. And that's how we met. Uh, he told me, I remember him saying to me, yeah, his dad was a player too. And that just sort of... I automatically feel like a kinship with people that have grown up with with uh, family members that have been been serious players too. Yeah, I I always like to like sit down and talk and, and see how their relationship was and like if they ever got a chance to play because I never got the, a chance to play guitar when my dad was playing guitar. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a different thing. I find it very interesting too that like it doesn't matter what you do or I do, the that people around you put put you in their footsteps. You know what I mean? Like it's like comparing thing that, that I don't even think they do it consciously, but it's just an unconscious sort of deal, you know? 
Yeah, they mean it as a compliment, but sometimes it's 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 like I appreciate your compliment and and I really do, but I I want to go somewhere else where nobody knows his name, nobody knows my name, just to see it, like what reaction I would get. Yeah, I can completely agree with that. That's why I moved to Minneapolis uh, when I first started to go pro, and instead of trying to follow my dad, and he was he went down to Nashville, you know, so. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be my own man, you know. I wanted to do my own thing, which I'm jealous of. I'm trying to figure out how to do all that right now and get my foot in the door and a couple things, but time will tell. Oh yeah, dude. I think you've got a really great future ahead of you, anyway. And then you said something about moving to Livonia. We'll talk a little bit more about that later too, which is going to be, I think, a huge deal for you. I think so too. It's getting me out of Illinois County and getting me up where there's a, a, good, a decent music scene. And so I can see if I can fit in. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, my our, our hometown produces pretty, pretty cool musicians, you know? And it's mm-hmm. a nothing, small, nowhere little town tucked away in like in between Toledo, Ann Arbor, and Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just this little, you know, hideaway town there. But there are incredibly talented musical people there all over the place, you know? For sure. The the 70s, 80s, and 90s saw their their, uh, good amount of musicians come out of Lenawee County. Like, a huge amount of great musicians come out of Lenawee County. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, well, uh, where are you from, man? And uh, what got you to start with the musical bug? So I am originally from Adrian, Michigan. And I grew up with my dad playing in bands and going to help him set up. I was his roadie. Um, So doing that with my dad as long as I can remember. Did you uh, did you say that like um, there's pictures of you, you were, like in diapers or something, jamming with your dad, like not jamming, oh, jamming but like on stage playing? Yeah, I have a couple photos. I have a photo of my dad's band playing at uh, Cascades in Jackson, Michigan, and me being like three or four, and my mom tells me that um, I walk through a crowd. And next thing she knows, I'm standing up stage next to dad with a orange uh, toy shovel and a quarter as a guitar pick and that was in the Jackson paper that's awesome dude <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, all, it's so cool I, I I think about that those times back then and just like man I am a luck, the luckiest kid to be around music my whole life Yeah, for sure. Um, so you grew up in Adrian, same hometown as me. And um, what was your earliest musical memory that you can like that you can remember? And then what was your earliest musical memory that people have told you about? So, ooh, that's a tough question. Yeah. So my earliest memories is. 
my mom told me that when she was pregnant and she went to go like see my dad play, I'd be moving around when they're on breaks and stuff. And as soon as I heard uh, dad sing or the guitar or then start playing, I was calm. And then another story is dad's band was practicing. And um, so, you know, on the, the um, running on empty by Jackson Brown record yeah with the yeah. the Norse drums or whatever how they're open yeah my cousin had a set of those when they were practicing and I fell asleep inside the bass drum as they were practicing <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah is this that's great it's almost like you know um riding down the road when you're a kid and just falling asleep from the hum of the car you know what I mean <laughs> like exactly Exactly. I fell I've been to a Skinner concert, like my first Leonard Skinner concert, and I fell asleep before they even hit the stage. Like maybe maybe halfway through the first song I was like, Oh hey, they're on the stage. Look at that. <laughs> wow. So how old were you when you actually picked up your first guitar and started to actually start to learn the instrument? Uh, I was thirteen. 13, 14, so 7th grade. We, uh, in the school that I went to in Indiana, had a guitar club, and I joined the guitar club, and that basically taught me the basics. You're basically all your open chords um, and how to hold a guitar pick, which I didn't hold it how they wanted me to. Um, And... uh, that and then we moved up here my freshman year and then like senior year my dad forced me to go to blues jams cool so um so you were probably in the bedroom what five years four years something like that yeah and and i'll say this now like i've never had a formal lesson if that makes sense to you sure like i've never been to a guitar teacher I've tried it once and I was bored out of my mind. Um, the only thing like I would do is sit down and dad and dad and I, dad could still play the neck of the guitar, like show me phrases and stuff. And then I would sit down and just play the phrase over and over and over again until I got it. Well, yeah, I mean, playing intuitively anyway is, like, the most soulful, best way to go about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and, and it also helped from, also helped taking band in high school. It, I know how to read music. I know how to, to do all that. So I just took that over to playing guitar. And once I started doing all that stuff, the amount of information that I could do in a split second is ridiculous. Yeah, what uh, what did you play in band? I played saxophone in band. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I played trumpet, so yeah. I played saxophone because my older brother uh, was in band for like a year. He didn't like it and he played saxophone. So that's the reason why I played saxophone. Right. Was it the alto? 
Yep, it was alto, and then my senior year, I played Barry for concert band. Dude, I tried to play baritone uh, in the sixth grade when I first started uh, in the band, and I couldn't carry it home. <laughs> like, it was huge. Bigger than you. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. So I ended up with a coronet. <laughs> yeah. Those things are awesome. So playing sax, did, um, I don't know, did anybody in the band turn you on to any of the sax guys or anything like that? or? Not really. I was... Not really. I'm. I was more into southern rock, classic rock stuff. Like I barely listen to any new music now. It, um, with the exception of a couple bands, but other than that, it's all classic rock. Oh yeah, I don't blame you there. So, so how old were you when you played your first? Well, let's say how old were you when you? first got on the stage the first time you ever got on the stage whether it be in band or with guitar and you could start one with band and then one with guitar so with band it was seventh grade yeah with band it was seventh grade sixth or seventh grade because we did concerts twice a year right um and then for guitar maybe my junior year and that was at um that was at a blues jam. Cool. So your junior year, you would have been 16, 15. 16, 16, 17. I would have been 17. Yeah, that's I think right. yeah. 16 or 17. Yeah. So how did you like the band concerts? How'd you like that? It was okay. <laughs> I mean, I I was I wasn't comfortable. Like I have stage fright. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I don't like speaking in front of people. But you put a guitar in front of me, a whole different person comes up. Yeah, that's. You know why I believe that is, is because when we're playing our instrument and when we are letting go, just letting go and playing, is that there's a point when we're channeling, you know? And so it's not really us, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you feel this way too, where it's like when you're playing on stage and you hit that moment, uh, uh, you're in a different world, you know what I mean? Like, you're you who you are, but you're definitely, you know, it's almost like somebody else is driving the bus, you know what I mean? Yeah, that just comes from hours and hours of sitting at home, watching TV with a guitar in your hand, falling asleep in bed with your guitar right next to you. It's 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 a place where you can go and just not have to deal with anything. You can just for once in you know, once on stage, not think about anything. And that's why I love music. It's therapy. Yeah, I agree 100%. But I also think, like, later on, I realized that, for me anyway, that that's a point of part of who I am spiritually. You know what I mean? Like, when I go to that place, that's me communicating with my higher self, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, my way of connecting with the universe, connecting with something bigger than me. And, um, you know, it speaks to me that way. Oh, I agree. 
but you're right, a hundred, hundred, hundred times, man. We both live with that guitar around our necks for years. You know what I mean? And and uh, I believe that 100% too. Yeah, I mean, I and I also grew up being a roadie because when we moved up here, one of my dad's best friends is a keyboard player, and he was at that benefit that uh, we met at. And oh, what was his name? Dale Beagle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. he plays with Benny a lot too, doesn't he? Yep. And he's uh, he's been playing music with my dad since they were like five years old, all the way up until he my dad passed. Um, and uh, so like when I was in high school, when they weren't playing in bars and there was places I could go, I'd be his roadie. I'd set up his keyboards, his amps. Um, I set up the PA. I learned how to run the PA. I learned how to mix. It, I'm a sponge when it comes to that stuff, man. I, I soak it all up. It, playing music has ruined me going to concerts, but in a good way. Like, I'll, when I go to the concert, I'm, I'm listening what they're, what they're playing. I'm listening to the music. But I'm also watching everybody see if I can't pick up a cue, see who the the so-called leader of the band is, who everybody looks at for when the song is about to end and whatnot. That's the stuff that I like. I, I like to watch for. How old were you when you got into your first band? And was it like a lot of your dad's friends or was it like with people that were your age or... So I was in a original band like for um a year maybe and they wanted to go a direction that I didn't want to go to and they were trying to explain to me how to play like they wanted to go to a metal uh a metal way and I wasn't into that stuff so I just stopped playing and we had one gig. It was a birthday party. It was different. Um, and I didn't start playing playing until I already graduated from high school. So how old were you when you played your first paid gig? Paid gig. I was... Uh... One, twenty, somewhere around there. I get so much a high from playing a night to where it takes me a couple hours after I'm done playing just to settle down. How long does it take? Like the first set is always kind of a weird set, you know, because people aren't are shuffling in and all that. How long does it take you when you're going getting involved in a playing a night of playing to? where you feel like you find your groove and everything's clicking with the band? It depends, really. Like, so this last band I was in, uh, the, uh, we were called Last Nation. It could be halfway through the first set and we're automatically in our, our zone. It doesn't take much for Last Nation to get in the zone. And once we get in the zone, it's watch out <laughs> so besides your dad I, I know your dad's been a huge influence on you and I think that's awesome and wonderful 
as far as recording artists or guitar players that we would hear on the radio, who was some of your favorite guys? So Jimi Hendrix, BB King, uh, Clapton, Billy Gibbons, Steve Lukather. Now, if we go to country, I like Brad Paisley, Chet Atkins. That's about it, honestly. Ben Skill. Yeah, those are some very inspirational players. But what about Steve Lukather? Because I noticed you play Ernie Ball guitars. So he must have had a pretty big impact on your sound and your style. Yes. Yep. I play Music Man guitars because of Steve Lukather. So what's your favorite thing about those guitars? It's it's the feel. For me, everything's about feel. If the, the neck feels good, if um, like if I'm not struggling trying to play somewhat fast, then I can make any guitar work. It's all about how comfortable I feel on the guitar. And those music bands are just comfortable. Granted, some people think they look like mandolins on me, but that's beside the point. <laughs> You're a big dude, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big guy. That's funny. I never thought about that, but yeah, I could see that, you know, because they are smaller body guitars. Yeah. That's great, man. That's great. So, um, was it just also like Steve Lukather's tone? Did you do you model a lot of, of what your sound is off of some of his stuff? Yes, I do. Um, there's a local guitar player around here that has probably one of my favorite clean tone, country tones. Um, Danny Hare. Yes, sir. Uh, and so I have a patch that's literally called Danny Hare on my board. Nice. And that <laughs> it's clean. It's going through a Fender uh, uh, twin modular uh, with a crap ton of uh, compression. Yeah, he uh, he also is a master of that um, that like rain sort of sound you know where it's like these hammer-ons and pull-offs and it just sounds like like it's raining or something you know that and the dude can make his six string sound like a pedal steel guitar oh yeah yeah for sure it baffles me i was some of the guys i still listen to this day was because of what he told me one time um um danny here is 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 a legend in our hometown of, of a guy that's been around for years and years and years and has always taken an interest in the young up-and-comers and we would get together with other musicians and just jam in the living room and then he would offer his insight you know what i mean which is like free guitar lessons you know what i mean like it was incredible oh yeah and uh he told me one time he said you need to listen to danny gatton and roy buchanan and i never looked back after that those two guys you know i just loved listening to those two guys you know what i mean and they you know they're not like super popular but as far as Mm -hmm. around the musical the guitar world you know they're huge you know all right dad and danny grew up around the same time and was in rival bands as far as i know 
Yeah, and Danny knew my dad too, and he—I think that too—that's part of the reason why he would show some interest. You know, it's kind of see how these kids are doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like he plays uh, in a band with Billy Lewis called Billy Lewis and the Soulbacks, and every once in a while, I'll go out and see him, and he lets me sit in with them, and then just always gives me gives me uh, uh, like good job, man. You sound really good. So, props. Yeah, it's great to be encouraged by the guys that have been around forever too. So, um, where where are you at uh, right now? As far as uh, do you have plans on um, um, the next move for you, or the next move is I want to be put into like a uh, recording project i remember seeing on one of your facebook posts that you were doing some recording how did that turn out it turned out good it's still a rough cut um but it i was working at a music store teaching um and the owner of the store was a uh guitar player back in the day um was like a metal guy and he decided to work on the farm, stop doing that, and write songs. And he really took a liking to my guitar playing. So did it fire you up to want to do more recording then? Yeah, it, it really did. It gave me the bug to to be like a session guy. You said you had taught for a little while. How do you like teaching? Do you Do you enjoy seeing the kids light up when they, they make those connections? I love it. I love it and I had this one student who wanted to learn a song and I get requested to play it all the time so I figured why not let's learn it together and and learned it together and I love that type of stuff well once you get settled in you'll probably be able to do a lot more teaching I hope so I'm I'm looking forward to this to the move Granted, it's like an hour and a half away, but still, it's a different city, and I'm around different people. So, honestly, it could be it could be a million miles away. It's all the same as long as you're. You know what I mean? Like you're gone. It doesn't matter if it's if it's two hundred miles or if it's twenty three hundred miles. You're starting a new life somewhere else. You know. Exactly, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, cool, man. I really love talking to you, dude. Like it, this is. Uh the highlight one of the highlights of my my time doing this podcast i just love being able to chat with people about this stuff man i appreciate it i i love talking about music to anybody who would want to listen uh, obviously you're you're invited to come back anytime sounds good to me well all right brother we will talk to you soon and i really appreciate you uh coming on thanks man no problem thank you well, that about does it for this week. Once again, I would like to thank anybody and everybody who takes the time to listen to this. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Mm-hmm.